like I'll do if it's someone where like I don't know them or I'm meeting them for the first time or maybe I'm talking yeah, to yeah. them about like for a specific reason. Like recently mm-hmm. I talked to this guy from Australia. Um, his job was something I never heard of before. He said he was like an audio- audiologist or something. So he specializes that- like in hearing. Like, I guess, audiology, mm-hmm. like kind of like audio. Okay, I was okay. like, oh, mm-hmm. damn. Like, I never even I've never heard of it. Yeah, exactly, it. right? Yeah, so for something like that, I would definitely, like, have an intro um, and, all, yeah. and all that stuff. But I feel like you've been on the pod. What is this? I know. Like, fourth time? Fifth time? <laughs> probably, probably, yeah. <laughs> What's up? What's up? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so it's episode 28, bro. So uh, how, was, oh, how did damn. 2021 treat you? It ended off really horrible <laughs> just because i uh, got sick twice i already told you it got sick twice um friends someone uh a friend's dad passed away and then christmas time is always hectic with the family right so it's always like i don't know it wasn't good it was a lot of uh a lot of up and up and down ups and downs and i'm just glad it was the new year but kind of started the new year off kind of rough too just sick again <laughs> Damn, but i know man, i don't know and you can't even tell if it's a cold flu or COVID, right? It's just so hard because everything feels the same. I feel like I don't know. I, I probably had COVID twice already, but I don't. I don't even know. Uh, did you ever get just, tested? Not this time around. No, the other times I didn't. I wasn't um, positive, but uh, this time around I did it. I just we were gonna stay home anyways, right? Because mm-hmm. where else can we go? Everything's closed. Everything's locked down. We can't. We can't see our family. So stay home anyways. Yeah. Well, it's good too. Like <clears throat> especially with like your job and like your career. As like a you know independent freelancer businessman, you can kind of like, you know, dictate your own schedule. You don't have to go in to work with a specific mm-hmm. shift and work with people and coworkers. Whereas me, like, <clears throat> man, it sucks. Like, there's all this like virus stuff and flu and pandemic, and but got to go into work with all the other people, right? So it's like, man, I kind of wish I was further along in the entrepreneurial. Um, career especially during a pandemic because i definitely would have stayed home more but i know at least you have that option right yeah it's it's good man like it's good um it's just for myself i feel like my time i guess i don't know i got sick anyways but my managed time management in december even like the last two months of um the year was just really bad right so that's the thing i'm trying to work on this year just kind of like better manage my time with the kids and with like personal life and the career, uh, the career and the YouTube stuff. Right. So mm-hmm. I think that's one thing I want to focus on more because, um, I don't know. I want to just keep it, keep it consistent this year. Yeah. Try to be more consistent. So what, what does your schedule look like or what does a schedule look like that you want to follow on a daily basis? Well, to be like, if I could go to the office eight hours a day and just treat it kind of like a full-time job, I would do that. But I know it's not realistic with the uh, <clears throat> kids. And I know Mary needs help, right? So for those watching, I have three kids. Um, one of them's older, but there's two young ones. So the two young ones need a bit more attention, right? So, um, so yeah, so four hours a day, that's what we're aiming for, four hours a day. And I could, I could work at home too a little bit because I have another kind of like office here. But it's just like a table. So if I need to do like stuff on the computer and write stuff, I can just do it here. But four hours a day at the office is the realistic goal that I want. Mm, so like... Seven yeah. days a week or Monday to Friday type of thing? Probably like, uh, yeah, I just, I say like four or five days a week. So that's, and then stuff at home too, right? So a lot of the planning stuff, I feel like I have to do it at home. 
because mm. um, instead of going there to do it, unless I'm like just really distracted here, then I'm just going to do it there. But yeah, so then when but you yeah. get into yeah. the office, you really got to like get get after it and, and like Pretty put much, in yeah. like a hard, um, straight four hours, basically yeah. to maximize your time. Then right, and that's the thing. Sometimes and sometimes I I can't just start working too when I get to the office. Sometimes I I need like an extra hour before to like. Before I, I start kicking it, starts kicking in where I just want to kind of like, I kind of know what to do. So I need that extra time to kind of like prep and get everything ready and then start filming. So I end up having like two, three hours afterwards <laughs> when um. everything's uh, good to go. So, so that's, I don't know. I, that's why I feel like maybe having a home office instead of having a separate office might be better in my situation because then say if the kids are calm, I can just say go down to the basement and start working, right? Instead of me having to drive to the office and come back here because most of the time I can't just do that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I think in the future, I'm probably going to get rid of the office and have one at home, something at home. So you're going to do the same things <laughs> along what I'm trying to do. Or, or Pretty much, I'm, I'm hoping yeah. for. I, I think for us, it just makes more sense because we have kids, right? Because yeah. just think about it now. Like if you have to like leave, it's nice to have that peace and quiet and just keep everything separate. But just... But sometimes it's just time, right? You don't have all that time to dedicate just to leave. And so sometimes Mary, like I said, Mary needs my help here at home. So I got to stay home. But sometimes there's like an hour or two in between where I can do work and I can't, I can't just go to the office and for an hour and come back. Right. So I don't know. That's why I like having, I think having a home studio would be better. Yeah, for sure. But yeah. also the other problem too, especially with like creative work, like what, like what me and you do when it, when it mm-hmm. comes to content creation, it's not like you can just snap your fingers and all of a sudden you, you go like a day job where you just clock yeah. in. Like sometimes a lot of these creative ideas, they don't come to you right away. Or at least for me, no, they don't. Yeah. Like a lot of mm-hmm. the times I'm sitting at my computer staring at a blank um, Google Docs screen because I have no ideas flowing in my mind. And sometimes it takes 15 minutes, half an hour, or even like an yeah. hour or two before mm-hmm. like those creative thoughts like start flowing and I can get them onto paper or maybe I can, you know, incorporate them into some of my editing or, or whatever I'm doing, right? I feel like the, the creative process, it's um, it, it's not structured. It's not that it's not as simple as like, okay, from twelve to four, I'm just going to spend all this time writing or editing or researching or brainstorming ideas. Because sometimes when you brainstorm ideas, you get like nothing out of it. But then there's other times where like I'm in the middle of dinner, and all of a sudden like an idea will come come into my mind and it'll just like fabricate out of nowhere and i'm like like where does this come from right like do you you have that same um type of feeling with content creation yeah i I was was talking to barry about that i feel like sometimes when i'm just playing video games i'm just sitting there i'm like oh wait i think i want to do this as a video so i'll just stop playing it's like write it all down right it's just weird like it just happens randomly like you said sometimes you're just having dinner and this pops in your head right so you yeah like like I said, like when I get to the office, sometimes I still need that hour to get everything ready, to get everything going, and it's just not. It's not just like okay, get there, start working, and boom, start filming. It, it takes time for me. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's the same for other people, but for me, I need that extra little time at the beginning to get things going. Yeah, like I'm sure, <clears throat> I'm sure that is different for everyone. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, content creation or just like creativity in general. It's just so different. Like it's so it's such a different line of work than like anything I've ever done. And because there's even some days where I have 
all kinds of like amazing ideas that are just like free free flowing and I have all this energy and all this motivation and I'm just like it's almost as if I'm in the zone and I'm in that flow state um, where you, you kind of like lose track of time and you don't notice that two or three hours have gone by and you're just like constantly working or you're like you're in the flow you're in the zone and then I feel like I can't activate or trigger that flow state every single day. It's, it's not something mm-hmm. you can just, you know, uh, make appear on command. It's just for whatever reason, it's it's very strange um, how, how it works. And there's like, for example, this morning, I was on fire this morning. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was, I had all kinds of crazy thoughts come to my mind. And I, and I wrote like, I don't know, 700 words, like three pages of, of thoughts and ideas and content for a future video. But the day before I had like two sentences, three sentences, and it was just like a, it was just a normal struggle that I couldn't uh, overcome. And it was horrible. I think that's how I felt most of towards the end of the the year. A lot of times I was just like, I think more of the days that more, a lot of days I couldn't figure out what to do or what, how to put everything together. So it was, it was a struggle the last few, uh, last few months, last couple months of uh, 2021. That's why I was like, I told myself to like maybe towards the end I'll take a little break, but just ended up being sick anyway, so I had to take a break and and with Christmas and all that stuff happening, right? So, but now it's just trying to get back into it again, right? Trying to get back into like a consistent, um, just being consistent again with posting and creating, right? And um, I I wanted to start fresh right off the bat, but then I, like I told you, I got sick right so sick again, so I don't know. I'm just hoping that. Uh, something like just sparks or like something just motivates me again, just to kind of get in the flow of things. But right now I have some video ideas I want to do and I'm hoping that just kind of like kicks things, kicks things back into like the kicks me back into the groove of things. Hmm. Are you planning like to, I know when you you say you want to be more consistent this year, Mm -hmm. Um, does that look like posting once per week? Like what does that look like for you? Well, my goal is at least, at least three, three a month. I think that's months. realistic for me. Yeah, because there's other things I want to do too. Because um, I started working with another company to create a course, so we've been working on that for the past like since like the end of summer. So we've been trying to create a course um, and put that together. So we're doing a free one right now, which is on um, cinematography and, and just shooting in general. Right, so just a basic free course. So I want to focus on the three YouTube videos a month, and then working on the courses and. Also, I'm trying to put together some like products, like digital products that I want to sell through my videos as well. So, trying try to like kind of like expand a little bit, not just focus on the videos, the YouTube videos. I want to do mm-hmm. other things, which is all kind of like related still. Is that like um, what do you call that website? Skillshare? Is it like a Skillshare course? So this company I'm working with is called Nas Academy. Nas Academy. Um, they they pretty much just host like. Um, courses for different types of creators um the last one they released they um they had to see uh the chief marketing officer of netflix and she oh, put wow. out her own course on there yeah so like there's they're like dan mace i don't know if you ever heard of dan mace he's another guy um he used to work with casey neistat a lot he has a course on there so they picked a bunch of creators to put out uh courses and then they kind of help you build it right so it's good for me because i have an idea on how to put it together but um they, they're kind of helping me out with like the curriculum and all that stuff and how to properly put it together so it's been good it's just kind of like a lot of back and forth right now because i want to make sure that i put out the right type of product out there and not just something random right 
Yeah, of course. Especially but, uh, if you yeah. put your name on it. Like if you create exactly. a course, you don't want it to be garbage, right? Like you want it mm-hmm. to be quality or to be exactly. useful, especially if you're going to recommend it to your subscribers or your, exactly. your following on your channel, right? Like you don't want to like uh, tell people to go check out your course and then it's like it sucks, right? You want to exactly. put in that yeah. effort and, and create a quality um, you know, piece of content for your people, mm-hmm. right? So I, I can respect that, but I could, I could feel like that's probably like a lot of work making a course. It is, and then trying to kind of like mesh it in with everything else I'm doing, right? So I'm still doing some freelance editing for other companies and um, doing some side projects, some personal projects too. So it's a lot of juggling around, man. Just kind of like, I guess it's all about balancing it all, making mm-hmm. sure that. Uh, but uh, December kind of ruined everything. <laughs> oh, like ruined the groove of things, man. Like I can't blame anybody. It happens, but like it just sucks. I just hate it when. When I get sick, it's like the worst, man. I like I don't want to do anything. I just I'm so like, like not motivated at all. I'm just like super, super lazy when I'm sick. Just like mm. I hate it. It just kind of ruins everything for me. Oh, okay, so, I see. Yeah. So like your 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 periods of um, <clears throat> lack of health or being sick, it really kills your yeah, drive and, and all that type of stuff. Yeah, it does, and that's why I was Mary was saying like maybe main, main priority this year is health. <laughs> Like health, just kind of like getting back in shape, just kind of like just eating better and just kind of maintaining that as like part of our like lifestyle, right? Just making sure that it's just part of it. We don't have to like force it or anything. So, hmm. so that's something definitely you gotta prioritize. But at the same time, though, it, it's hard because the gyms are closed, right? Can't go. <laughs> you can't go to the gym to I work know, out and get in shape. So, yeah. Um, what are you gonna do yeah. there then? <laughs> work out in my living work out while my kids watch uh spongebob and uh frozen or something <laughs> do jumping jacks while they're watching frozen <laughs> oh man i did a workout um this afternoon in my garage mm-hmm. and it's been terrible like i'm in there with two layers on and a sweater and a toque and i'm wearing gloves because <laughs> it's so cold yeah. it, it was like minus 12 here um in mississauga yeah, yeah. yesterday it was terrible and do you have like, a heater in there i have one of those yeah. like electrical heaters Horrible. that you plug oh, into okay. the outlet but it's it's not very good and mm-hmm. and the my garage it, it has windows and it's not insulated at all so it's freezing right and not, and i don't know that's really killed my motivation um to work out especially this uh this winter or this past winter it yeah. was and and i'm someone that i don't lack motivation at all usually mm-hmm. when it comes to working out like i'm usually yeah. on point i'm pretty disciplined and it's that's because you know it's something that i love to do like i thoroughly enjoy working out i enjoy exercise but this this past uh, winter was one of the hardest for me in ter- terms of like consistently getting in a workout and I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was because of the whole pandemic stuff or, you know, just my schedule being super busy and, and Tiffany growing mm-hmm. up and, you know, trying to be like a good dad and all this stuff. It's for whatever reason, uh, my workouts have kind of fallen by the wayside um, and I've sort of lacked in that regard in terms of my health. And the funny thing is, as soon as like my fitness kind of falls off the cliff a little bit where I'm not as consistent with working out, my diet immediately follows suit and i found myself i've been eating more than normal binging more than normal i haven't been 
um, as smart and disciplined with my food choices a lot, especially this 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 later half of 2021. And I was like, man, this um, this is uncharacteristic for me, right? This is like something that I usually don't struggle with. So like beginning of this year, I'm like, okay, I gotta, you know, try to get back into into the health, um, you know, the health and fitness kind of push myself more, you know, and make a concerted mm-hmm. effort to kind of, you know, prioritize that and make it important, right? And it's part part of the reason why. I was eating chips that weren't like normal, <laughs> normal <laughs> chips. I'm trying like every little way I can. Chips, right? Did you did you get back into uh, eating candies again? Because I remember you were addicted to that stuff before. Um, that I'm actually I'm I'm okay with that. Oh, for Christmas I like I yoloed and I yeah. ate all kinds mm-hmm. of garbage. <laughs> like you know w- w- during the holidays with your family, you know those candies, no, there's chocolate, yeah. there's cake out. So, and you know when I'm with my family, I'm just like whatever. I, I don't care. I just all in. But I think for me, this past year, it was just more like quantity of food because uh, yeah. I have normally like I have a ferocious appetite. Like I can like I just eat way too much, um, <laughs> e- even if you're eating healthy food, like I'll have, yeah. you know, I'll buy one of those like rotisserie tri- chickens, right? And have it with like quinoa mm-hmm. and broccoli or something. But I'll eat like half of the chicken. Like, <laughs> Jeez, like that's like two meals. Yeah, yeah. I'll, like I'll have like a breast and a and a, and a thigh and a wing. Like that, that's like so much qu- like quantity of food. Man. That was my problem. So I've you know yeah. tried to be really disciplined with the intermittent fasting and all that kind of stuff. So that those are my uh, those are my goals for the beginning of this year at least. <laughs> yeah, you've been pretty. So you've been pretty good though before. Like every time like you kind of like fell out of it, you're you can easily bounce back. And I think that's what I kind of like. Like I kind of liked about you, you were able to like just bounce back easily. Like, say you had like a bad week of eating with like your family or whatever or friends. Like, you were able to just kind of like get back into it right after. And that's my that's my issue when things like that happen. Say for like a week or two, I just fall off. It's mm-hmm. just like back to like square one again. It's just like oh my god, I gotta do this all over again. And that's the hard part hard part for me when I have to go to those parties or like when we have those bad meals. It's just like it just continues, and it's this is. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know. I think this is something that we just got to like, we just got to like, kind of like have a balance and make sure that we're able to kind of eat better again right after it. Right? Cause, um, it's always been like that for me. Yeah. Like you got to find a system that works too. Right. Cause I'm sure everyone mm-hmm. goes through, you know, that family gathering where someone orders like four pizzas and then there's chicken wings and French yeah. fries and there's Coke and there's beer. Like, what are you mm-hmm. going to do? You're going to show up and say, oh, I'm not, I'm not eating fried <laughs> food right now at the moment. Oh, no, I'm not eating pizza. Like, it, it ruins that whole atmosphere and experience with your family. And those are, like, the most important times in your life, right? So in those moments, I will never say no. Like, I, yeah. I will never say no. I don't care if I'm on, you know, trying to lose weight or cut or I'm trying to diet. Like, when there's a family occasion and food is there, um, I'm going to partake in everything regardless mm-hmm. of that. And then... You know, I, I'm going to try to make up for that beforehand and, and after the fact, too, which is sort of why, like, I, I create why we've talked about this before. But, like, I have this, um, like, routine where I really practice inter- intermittent fasting, you know, as much as I can and try to eat as healthy as I can Monday to Friday. Right. Because whenever you have, like, um, like a dinner on the weekend or maybe, mm-hmm. you know, your wife or your, or your kids want to go out to like McDonald's or something, you know, because you ate good and healthy, you know, those previous five days during the week, it's not as harmful uh, when you have that one terrible meal, right? So th- this yeah, is exactly. like, for me, it's like I try to put in the work beforehand by eating 
healthy and less food as much as I can or whenever I can. So that when mm-hmm. that family occasion or dinner or, or buffet or birthday or whatever, when that occasion yeah. arises, then I can partake, you know, um, without feeling too guilty about it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how it should be. I think that's how it should be for me too. Just like, if I know there's going to be a big party on the weekend, just kind of like, okay, for the week, make sure that you eat a little bit better and then just be able to kind of bounce back afterwards. Right. And I don't know. I think it's just for us, it's just, I think preparing is, is, it's a huge thing. If we have stuff prepared, like say in the fridge or something like we made like a day before, I think it'll be better. Cause then we eat, we pretty much eat what's in front of us here. Right. So if there's a bag of chips on the table, we're going to eat that bag of chips. If there's grapes on the table, we eat those grapes. <laughs> so it's just like, that's, I think that's one thing uh, we got, I kind of want to have to work on just preparing, having stuff around so that, you know, if I'm hungry and there's nothing to eat, we don't Uber eats and get something just random, right? That's bad for us. Instead, just go in the fridge and have that thing that's prepped already. So, so I think that's going to be key. I think it's going to be key for trying to have a better balance this year. Mm, yeah, that's true. When it comes to eating, for, for me at least, right? Yeah, you got to hide all mm. those type of food it's in the cupboard. Like everyone has co- like Oreos and cookies and chips in their house. But yeah. when it's open on the table and you can see it, you immediately gravitate towards it to just exactly. reach in and grab a couple of chips here and there. And all of a sudden it becomes like half the bag or, or, or whatever, right? So for me, what I like mm-hmm. to do is I like to try to hide everything the best I can. <laughs> and just like put it out when it's out of sight, out of mind, if yeah. I don't see it then I'm not going to eat it, right? But as soon as it's out there on the table, I just have this problem where I just want to consume it, and it's, it's terrible. Now, I'm sure that all it's, guys have this very yeah. similar problem with food, right? And it's <laughs> it's harder, too, because, see, I do put it away. The kids want it, right? So if the kids <laughs> want it, it's going to be out there. And they're like, you're just like, oh, man. And usually we're watching them, right? Or you're with them, so you're like, okay, I'll, I'll have an Oreo with you. Okay, I'll have a, <laughs> a couple of chips with you or something. I don't know. Maybe we just got to make sure that we just get them good stuff instead of the the bad stuff so that we're not forced to eat it with them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's hard. You know, yeah. it, it's really hard. One of the things that sort of like it works for me is I have this weird, um, I don't know if you would call it an obsession. I have this weird preference with food. I like to eat the same things every day. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, and most people don't like, most people find this weird because um, people would say, don't you get bored uh, of food? Like I love eating, um, like rotisserie chicken with broccoli and with white rice, like every yeah. day for lunch. Like I, I could eat that every single day, um, for lunch with like hot sauce yeah. and I'm perfectly fine. Whereas a lot of other people, they like to have variety. They can't eat the same things two days in the, in a row. Right. So yeah. because I have this like we weird, um, predetermined preference with food. What what I kind of do is, um, every every time for lunch, I'll have that same you know super healthy lunch, always and like no matter what, just you know no exceptions. I um, I always have mm-hmm. that healthy lunch, which is part of my routine. And then for my my um, snacks, I always have like a kiwi, and then I have like my protein shake and um, like a protein bar, um, for yeah. example. But I make sure I eat those things every single day. So then it, it immediately becomes a habit so that when I have a sugar craving, instead of reaching for the bag of Twizzlers, oh, I just go and grab a kiwi and my body automatically knows to grab the kiwi when, I, when I'm craving something yeah. sweet. And then later on, you know, when I want something like chocolatey or whatever, instead of, you know, grabbing some chocolate or M&Ms, I have my protein shake and a, and a protein bar. And again, I have mm-hmm. those things every single day. 
And yeah. for me, having um, foods that are somewhat healthy or good for you, part of my daily routine has really helped me mitigate um, eating all those terrible terrible types of junk foods because if you don't have like a routine if you don't know beforehand what you're going to eat then you're yeah. just going to eat whatever right but for me i know yeah. like nine o'clock okay or 9 p.m or whatever protein shake protein bar um uh, 2 p.m before i go to work having a kiwi like i know exactly at these times and my body knows exactly what i'm going to eat so that it, it removes two less chances of me eating some nonsense right again that's not perfect but I just found that like that's what works for me. No, yeah, that's good, dude. And I think it's probably something that I should try to implement too. Just kind of have stuff prepared and stuff uh, that I can eat maybe more consistently. Like if I want to snack on something, have like some plain almonds or something. Just something, <clears throat> just something that I have there that I'm kind of used to. And just and I don't know, maybe something I should try out just to kind of get back into this whole. Uh, balance thing because i feel like i fell <laughs> off that balance scale man I, i'm like more towards just eating bad right now <laughs> so i need to get back i need to get back on just kind of like balancing it out because i know i'm going to e- end up eating some bad food but i'm just i just want to be able to like balance it out where i can eat i have to eat good food as well right it's not just all bad and stuff so i just want to keep it on that on that mm-hmm. scale yeah that's like you got to do something right yeah because also um I, i've really been trying to eat more salads um for for whatever reason like and i'm not talking about like caesar salad with bacon and croutons like none of that stuff like very simple lettuce spinach cucumber tomato and just like olive oil and balsamic vinegar maybe some salt and pepper Um, but none of that you know those other super fatty sauces and definitely not bacon or croutons um you know like more like real whole types of salads, right? Um, would you put uh, would you put hot dogs in your salad? <laughs> a hot dog salad is that a Filipino do, salad? Do you, do you have no, I've never tried it. I just thought about it right now. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, that's hilarious! Instead of uh, instead of salad dressing, you put like ketchup instead. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I'm kidding. That's gross. <laughs> yeah that's another thing it's like you gotta those processed meats like i know they're the worst man oh, so man. bad it's horrible <sighs> yeah, i know that's why uh like, yeah me and mary were just talking to just uh the beginning of this year we just like the goal, another goal this year is to cook like to cook more just so that we can kind of control what we're eating mm-hmm. <laughs> instead of just buying random stuff so so far it's been good um mostly mary <laughs> mostly mary cooking but like so far it's been good though Mm-hmm. We've been uh, trying to stay out, stay away from the ordering out in fast food. Yeah, that that's huge, man. Because like fast food is too easy, it's too accessible. It yeah, yeah. Right, a couple of clicks on your phone, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden Uber Eats is at your doorstep. Right, like it's 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 too tempting, and I don't know. It's it's hard to overcome that when it's so easy to do. Right. Yeah, and it's hard too because with the kids, like I feel like they want different things. Like the two little ones want different something different from what we eat, and oh. Mills wants something different from what else. So sometimes we have to do like a food run. It's like three different spots. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, these two for the little kids. These this is for me and Mary, and then this is for Mills. It's just like, oh my god, why can't we just all eat the same thing? Oh man, that's it's crazy. Just, yeah, it makes it, it so annoying. complicated. Yeah, 
So now we're trying to figure out meals where it's like, okay, what what majority of us eat? <laughs> at least four out of the five will eat here, right? So we try to cook something that at least all or majority of us will eat. And yeah, tonight she made a sushi, sushi bake. You ever try that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Tina's made that yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's oh, yeah, really yeah, good. I like yeah, it. It's really yeah, good. sushi yeah. bake is dope. So she made that. It was really good. Not healthy, but it's really good. <laughs> yeah, it's, but, uh, it's not the worst. Yeah, so but the the thing is, we were able to control what we put in them, like the amount of sodium or like the other stuff. Like so it was like a nice, she put a lot of veggies in it, so it was, it was good. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just like all bad stuff. Yeah, that's good too. Like you want to be, yeah. you want to be cognizant of like the quality of the foods that you're that you're eating too. Exactly. But also at the same time, mm-hmm. another thing that that really helped me was being super aware aware of just eating out of sheer boredom. That that's something mm-hmm. that happened that used to happen to me. Now I don't have the time to even be bored anymore. But I remember like back in the day, like I wouldn't know what to do. I, I you know I'd be bored, so like let's just go to the kitchen and eat something. Like that's a horrible mm-hmm. habit to develop when you, you when you eat out of boredom. Um, that's something that you know, like if, I don't know if you do that, but you definitely need to get rid of yeah. that type of habit um, if, if that happens to you because that happened to me all the time. It's like oh it's four p.m. on a Sunday. What do we do? I don't know. Let's just eat some cookies and have uh, some coffee. You know, have some chips too. Oh, you know, <laughs> just eat like whatever's there, right? It's it's a horrible habit to have. Yeah, yeah, and that, I think it happens to me more when we have just random food on the table, and that's what I'm saying. Like, it's better just not to have the junk food around. And if we do have stuff around, make sure it's something that is actually good to eat. <laughs> mm. Right, but uh, yeah, it happens all the time, man. For me, at least. So big, uh, so big health goals for 2022 to get your energy up. Yeah, man. So then you can yeah, yeah. Uh, follow through with those business goals. So, Seriously, so what else is in the works for uh, YouTube? YouTube, YouTube. I just kind of want to keep like, I'm making sure, like, I want to make sure that I put out stuff that I like. And I think in 2021, there's a lot of times where I posted things because I needed to post things. And a lot of times I just try to do videos where it's just like, okay, I need to get a video out. Let's just try to think of something that I can do really quick, right? So I think this year I want to focus more on like, like more on quality. And I think three three videos a month is still very doable. Like it's it's not like crazy as long as I plan it out. And I want to I want to do things where I plan out things a month ahead, where it's like I know what I'm doing in February already, right? Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I just want to make sure I properly plan things. That's why I asked you for that that sheet, right? Just to kind of like have a better way of uh, putting my videos together or like I like my ideas and just kind of have them all lined up so that I know what I'm going to do for every month. So just be more organized, manage my time better and better like quality stuff to actually want to put up instead of just kind of like random stuff. Mm, so you use that, that yeah. uh, Google Excel sheet or whatever that, yeah that i, I started use, using use it, it use yeah. it now yeah 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 <laughs> thanks thanks bro it's good man like, I, it works like, it's simple but it's simple but it's like really good it keeps everything kind of organized right mm-hmm. so it's really good so just kind of like have stuff uh, i want to do in february and and just want to get a head start on things so hopefully yeah. i can keep it up man that's the, that's the goal is to kind of keep it up yeah it's good to have because you know what i found beneficial about it like <clears throat> when i went through my uh, spreadsheet for January. Um, what I normally like to do is I try to post on a Wednesday, right? So in, in mm-hmm. my Google, um, I don't know what you call it, Google Sheet, I had January 5th, 12th, 19th, and 26th written in the cells. So, and then I immediately would, you know, like 
take you, you saw that brainstorming column i had of like 50 different video future ideas that i have and i would pick yeah. like um you know maybe two that i thought were good maybe one that i thought was interesting and then, then one that i would really enjoy to do and then i would plug yeah. them in to those four dates in january and then in my mind i already know okay today is the ninth or whatever um, so in three days is January 12th. So I got to get this video out. So I already know exactly what type of work I need to do. I already know exactly yeah. where I am in the editing process. If I, you know, if I've done the writing, which I did already. So now I'm going to be in the filming stage and then the, then the editing stage, it just makes everything so much simpler when you already know what you're going to do before you actually do it. Like, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It, it's, it's just makes everything so much simpler and easier. And I find that when I don't have a clear goal for the month, when it comes to the type of content I make, I'm always like, oh, I can edit tomorrow. I can shoot something to the next yeah. day. Or I can do, you know, do it on the weekend. And, and you just have this urge to procrastinate for, for whatever reason. Yeah. And that's what I feel like you, you, or at least for me, I don't get any work done that way. Yeah. No, that's how it is for me now. Like I usually, before that I had, I used like just a regular Google doc and I would just kind of like throw my ideas on there, but it was kind of like messy. And it wasn't organized, so it didn't really keep me on track. So I think with the stuff that you have, and then I kind of like implemented it with my calendar. It's just now I can kind of like manage everything a little better with that with that sheet and my calendar that I have on my phone. So yeah, I don't know, man. Like, like I said, one of the things is to keep organized and make sure that I stay on track with the stuff I'm doing. Like I know stuff is going to happen in between throughout the year, and I'm just going to make sure that I'm able to bounce back. I guess maybe that's the thing, the theme this year is being able to bounce back. <laughs> the Clay Thompson year. Yeah, exactly, man. Bounce back. <laughs> the Clay Thompson 2022 year for Brian. It's a good theme. Yeah, it's a good, uh, good theme. And this year also, I wanna, I wanna, like, expand and grow, like get better, get better at things. So, uh, the company that I'm doing the the, the courses with, they're like signing me up with other courses that they're doing, and a lot of them are filmmaking. So I'm gonna try to like learn what other filmmakers are doing. And another one that I actually just paid out of my own pocket is uh, Casey Neistat. He has his own course that he releases and it starts tomorrow. It's a 30 day course. Oh, so wow. I signed up for that because Casey kind of like, he was the guy that got me started and everything, right? Like I watched his stuff, even though I'm doing something completely different from what he's doing, I was motivated and I was like, I really wanted to start creating because of Casey. So I'm like, even though I don't learn a lot, I'm pretty sure I'll learn a lot of storytelling from him, but I don't know. I'm excited. Like it's actually exciting for me. Like I'm excited to start tomorrow and see what uh what day one consists of, right? So, mm. so that's one thing that I want to do this year. Make sure I keep continuing to grow. It's oh, that's like, cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's good that you have like um you have I don't know if you would say an idol or a hero or like someone you look up to, because then when they release a course, you can you can kind of resonate with them and maybe you'll um give you some tips or re reignite that motivation or interest that you get exactly. when you you know when you mm-hmm. started your YouTube channel um I don't think I have anyone particularly like that I think I have like four or five guys that um yeah. I follow religiously that are yeah. actually in the exact same type of niche as me but I don't think I ever had anyone um kind of like that and I don't I don't even watch Casey nice at night Casey nice that stuff yeah. Um, for whatever reason, uh, I watched a couple of his videos maybe a couple years ago, and I had this urge to copy him. You know what oh, I mean? Like, style, I, like I wanted to just mm-hmm. like 
start vlogging on a scooter and then <laughs> edit with like all yeah, these yeah. very fast cuts of all these different b-roll shots and i'm like wait a minute what like i know this guy's like super like his stuff is super good right his his mm-hmm. content is super interesting but i had this weird very strange urge to try to like <laughs> to copy. copy him right i'm like oh i yeah. can't so i can't, I can't watch that guy I can't watch yeah. his content because it just influences me too much. And that's the thing with I think with Casey too, he's he's a good filmmaker in terms of like video quality, but like I think it's the storytelling that's amazing. I think mm. that's how he stands out from everything. Just his storytelling and how he puts everything together. Like if you check out like his camera skills and like the quality of his videos, some of them is just really crappy <laughs> sometimes he uses sometimes he just uses like a, a gopro or whatever just to film stuff right he started filming stuff on a ray-ban ray-ban made like um these glasses that has that camera on it and this is like oh, 720p quality but like he's just it's just a storytelling it's not even the quality of the video that he's putting out like the quality of the camera right mm-hmm. it's just how he puts it together and that's what that's what made me buy a course right it's, i'm like really intrigued by how he puts stuff together how like how his, how, he, how his mind works when it comes to like building that story and i think that's mm-hmm. what i want to grow and get better at this year yeah i i can i can um i can relate to that because mm-hmm. for me i think i'm kind of tapped out um when it comes when it comes to like gear and a lot of my focus now is like you said on storytelling uh, mm-hmm. you know telling better better stories um speaking better you know structuring my youtube channels or my youtube videos in a way um, that is easy to digest for viewers, right? And, and I kind of dropped this whole focus um, of cameras and lenses and getting yeah. this and getting that. But, you know, which is important. Like, sound is important. Your audio is important. And lighting is important. Like, don't get me wrong. But I think I've kind of reached a point where I feel like as a filmmaker or as a videographer, I'm good enough, I, I guess you would say. I feel like my quality is good enough. So I definitely need to work on all those other aspects, which is way more important, especially like the whole storytelling stuff, right? Yeah, if you watch like, I think, when did I watch it? I think it was during Christmas time. I was watching like your older videos and then your more recent one. Dude, your stuff has changed so much, man. Like oh, the storytelling alone. Like, not even like, I'm not even talking about like, video quality. It's just like the quality of like the stories. Like, oh. it's, just, it's amazing. It's cool, man. Like, like I said, if I ever have to like do a, a presentation on someone like, in front of people i would use you as like example from what you've done from the beginning to now it's just like the jump just consistency just like the dedication towards what you were doing Mm -hmm. if you put time into it you you can see how much you've grown this is cool and i've heard this quote a lot of times i think it applies to a lot of people Um, apparently nick nurse said it to the coach of the raptors he said um in order to be a master at something you put you have to put in like Ten thousand hours of of work or something Mm -hmm. i don't know i've heard it before too before nick nurse so and then i think it makes sense like with you like when we, with the stuff that you've done you put in so much work and you can see the quality of your stuff getting better and better right so it's just i just this is something that i would tell people man it's not even maybe school helps but like just just actually putting in time and actually enjoying what you're doing and you'll mm-hmm. see the growth and just, just <clears throat> see your stuff evolve and it's amazing that's funny because um i don't look at my older videos <laughs> not not i i, I like yeah. i know they're gonna be super cringy Mm-hmm. But I find myself, or maybe I probably should, maybe, you know, look back at, you know, what mistakes I made and kind of learn from, from them. But to be perfectly honest, I don't watch my old videos at all. I kind of like post and ghost. I kind of post it. Yeah. It's out there and I just kind of, and I just sort of just leave it. 
and I don't really have time to sort of like go back and look at it. Like if I make a follow-up video, then maybe I will go back. So I don't even know how bad my older videos were, to be perfectly honest. I don't think they're bad. I don't want to say they're bad. It's just at that time, that was like what you thought was good. I can't, I can't watch my old videos either, man. I hate, like, I, I cringe every time I see my old videos. <laughs> Even like videos I made like in the summer, I'm just like, oh, I'm like, I can't believe I did it this way. It's just like, I can't watch my old videos, but it's just like, I guess just the evolution. You just see like how much better like your, your, your framing is, your lighting, just like certain things that you do in the videos. It's just like, gone so much better. And I feel like, it's just something that you learn as you go, right? Like you don't even have to like, I feel like you don't even have to watch YouTube videos to learn the stuff that you've done. I feel like you just do it and then you kind of just mm-hmm. improve on everything that you've done. Right. So it's cool. It's just cool to see like the, the evolution, how you're elevated. Yeah, exactly. There's like a very famous story um, that is like super relatable to what we're talking about. And I, and I always, this story always comes to mind and it's about this um, pottery class um, where, where a teacher divides their students up into two different sections and they're going to be graded on who can you know build the best pot out of clay and half mm-hmm. the half the class she tells the students okay all of you guys just make one pot and focus on making the best possible quality pot you can and then submit that one for the grading and then she goes to the other class and goes okay you guys create a pot every single day for the entire month for the next 30 days. And regardless of the quality, just keep making that pot and then just submit at the end, at the end of the month, the best pot you have. So at first you would think like, Oh, you know, that first group that's focused on quality, they're obviously going to make like the best pot. Right. But when it came to the end of the month and the teacher grading all the clay pots, the best pots from all the students all came from the group that created a pot every single day. And the students that focus on just making that one singular pot, the end result in terms of quality was way worse than all the other ones who put in like the quote unquote reps, right? And I feel like that's kind of how I approach YouTube where I'm like, I need to just put in the reps. Like I had a GoPro, you know, I don't know anything about framing. I don't know anything about videography or aperture or ISO. Like I knew nothing, but I'm like, you know what? Just do it and figure out improving as I go. And, you know, and, and slowly over time, you know, I went from like the, the Note 9 to the GoPro and then the Panasonic, what was it? G7 or G7X or G- no, G, G7 G or something like that. Whatever. Yeah. And then it was like, then the Sony, like it, there was like this very small incremental um, gradual improvement. But like over a course of like a couple of years, it, I guess it's pretty big in the end, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, when I started too, man, like when I first started doing YouTube, it was just kind of like, I was so excited just to put stuff out that I just kept creating, creating, creating. And it's, that's what I noticed, like my stuff just got started getting better. And I did watch other people and their YouTube videos, but I think I got better just by doing it. Mm-hmm. And I got used to my camera by just kind of like using it every day, right? So that's what I don't That's It's a huge thing just to be. I guess you, got, you can't really force someone to do it, but like if they, they're really into it and they put in hours, you're, you're going to see huge changes. Like, almost, oh, yeah, I won't say sure. right away, but like you'll see, you'll see the changes. You, you'll know who's actually dedicated to what they're doing and who's not. <laughs> right? That's kind of like, well, I actually sort of wanted to ask you about this. Um, <clears throat> so not only like the, you know, like the typical YouTube videos, um, but I sort of branched out with like the whole live streaming thing. 
and uh-huh. I've been kind of like experimenting with shorts. What do you, what do you think about um, live streaming and on YouTube and, and shorts? Are, are you going to be doing that type of stuff, or what, what do you think about those two things? I want to. The one thing I want to do more of actually, or start doing is I think I told you this before. Is to actually start a podcast too, just to kind of like pretty much Let's what you're do doing it. now, Let's just kind of like bro. talk. We're putting it doing now. <laughs> it's just like do a podcast. It's kind of like have people on, have like different creators on, and just kind of like talk about their process and stuff, and and pretty much like what you're doing. You're learning what other people are doing and their their trades and whatever career they're in. But uh, I think with mine, I want to focus more on like other creators as well, like other people who create content and stuff, right? So, but uh, we'll see. That's one thing I want to do. And I know shorts. Like I think we were talking about this before too. I just. I don't like them as much, but I know it's what people like right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. So now I'm just trying to like implement it with what I'm doing because I want to enjoy doing them. I don't want to just do it because I have to do it. I want to make sure I enjoy making these shorts as well at the same time, right? So I'm not just forced to do it. So mm-hmm. so now I, I kind of tested it out towards the end of the year last year, and then I had like a bunch of stuff posted in a couple weeks, and it was good, but it's just it does take up a lot of time still. So I'm trying to figure out a, a, a system and a process where – I can kind of like just bang them out, have a bunch ready at a time and maybe post it every day or every other day and have something ready, right? So I think for me to do that, though, I might have to have a, an editor who's consistently editing mm-hmm. for me or helping me edit stuff, right? Which is, yeah, which kind of sucks. Like if I guess if I didn't have kids, I'd be able to, but I got to <laughs> make sure. Yeah, everything has to kind of like fit into the, you know, the schedule. So, but yeah, I think they're important though, man. And I know, I know you don't like them as much. I think we were talking about it before, but I feel like they are a big part of um, content today, like the type of stuff that's being posted, right? Mm-hmm. And I think <clears throat> these platforms, a lot of them are kind of like pushing these videos over everything else, which kind of sucks. So, yeah, I think it's important. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan. It, it, it's, mm-hmm. it's because it takes away from the creative process. As soon as you limit someone to one minute, like you can't go over one minute. Okay, so so now we have an issue when it comes to the creative process and creativity, because especially for the type of content that that I make, you know, like in the self help, self development niche, if we're talking about finding your purpose in life, how can you talk about that in one minute? Like you're not doing the subject justice, right? Like these these very serious topics that that I like to like dive into and kind of dissect and think about and contemplate over like these, these are things that are like life changing, right? Like life altering subjects that I feel like need way more than one minute of your time. Right. So for me, like I, I don't like the whole YouTube short vertical format content. Mm-hmm. However, when it comes to the business side um, of being a content creator, I found that, and, I, and I've heard this before, I can't remember where I heard this, but when it comes to YouTube shorts, there is an unbelievable demand in the market for YouTube shorts, but there is an extremely small and limited supply. So especially in business, that like this is business 101. That's a fundamental. Like if there's a limited supply in a market and there's you know, an increasing demand, you know, as a content creator who creates things, like you would be foolish not to enter that market yeah. and try to at least put something out there, right? So this this is sort of why like I, I'm experimenting with shorts, and the way I the way I did it was super weird. I recorded <clears throat> I recorded four shorts, like one after like I hit record on my on my camera, and I just talked to it for like I don't know forty minutes, and I got 
four shorts out of like this one long video clip and I, and I cut them all up and I just sort of like, you know, talked briefly about a, a couple of subjects, but I had four shorts in the bag that, that were done. So I, you know, I just kind of edited, edited them when I could. I threw three of them up um, in December and I've had one sitting on my computer. It's been done for like three weeks, but it's just sitting mm-hmm. here. So I, I can just post it whenever I want. So I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, okay, maybe I'll every month, you know, maybe just bang out three or four shorts and I just, so I just have a bunch. Um, so I don't know. I'm, I'm still trying to figure that out. I don't really have a, a good grasp or understanding of how sh- YouTube shorts even work though. Yeah, I, I think I'm trying to stick to the educational side of it, the shorts, the short videos, right? So I'm thinking of just using it as kind of like a, tr- a little trailer to my actual YouTube video or mm. just kind of like a shorter version, right? So that's, that's, I'm still going to play around with it a little bit, but I feel like I'm probably I, – I, like, I don't want to teach a Final Cut tutorial on a, like a, a TikTok video or a YouTube <laughs> short video. <laughs> like it's not going to make sense, right? Unless it's like super, super easy where it's like makes sense for, do, for like one minute, but – I think it's more like slightly educational and fun and and ties in with what I'm doing on my channel as well. So, but yeah, I'm still trying to figure out, but I think I will need someone to kind of like continue to edit for me because I think I want to focus on other things other than the shorts, right? So mm-hmm. if I can have someone on the side editing those, I think that'll be good for me. Yeah, that's the very first thing that yeah. I'm going to invest in. It Once, if my, once, I, sh- I should be more confident. When my YouTube channel picks up and when, I make more than $1 a day, those initial proceeds will 100% go towards an editor. Um, that's going to yeah. be something that, or someone that I'm going to invest in 100%. Because yeah. again, like editing your own YouTube videos, editing your shorts, you know, also posting them for Instagram and TikTok. And I have, you know, the live streams too. And even this podcast mm-hmm. as well. Like this is like so much editing for, for one person to do, right? Where, like it's going to be extremely difficult because I have such high standards for myself. Right. Yeah. But like, of course I don't, if I'm only making a dollar a day, it's like impossible to, for me to hire, uh, you know, an editor, right. Unless someone wants to do it for free. Yeah. You know, if anyone's watching this, that wants to be yeah. a, an editor that wants to work for free, holler at your boy. Right? <laughs> Yo, remember so. this. What is this podcast? Number 28. You said? 28. 20, 28. I need this. an editor Derek, guys. Derek was making $1 a day. Remember, we're going to watch this again in a year or so. <laughs> Let's see how much Derek will be making. <laughs> One dollar a day. It's okay, yeah. man. That's good. You're still grinding it out. That's cool, man. A lot of people would have given up like <laughs> way back, like years ago, like years, years back, man. Like you're still grinding it out because because you're actually enjoying it, right? You're enjoying making the content mm-hmm. that you're making, right? You're not like forced to do it. So and I, and I feel like I know it sounds kind of like corny, but you gotta actually enjoy what you're doing in order for you. Like if you're able to create these videos and not get paid then that's that's a good start because then you're actually enjoying stuff that you're making because mm-hmm. like then th- it'll come mm-hmm. I, th- I think for me like to be perfectly honest like deep down i'm sure every youtube creator um, would love to get paid for making videos you know mm-hmm. to be on to be on to be perfectly honest right here like let's just yeah. be trans let's just be real right like i'm sure at the beginning like oh man i want to make all this big youtube money like i want to like do all these all these things but eventually when i got into the whole creation process and started posting consistently after finding this niche um i love the work like i love the whole process and every day i wake up and i'm always thinking like oh what new video idea should i make or or what should i talk about or maybe there's something i can write about or or what type of b-roll should i film outside like i'm always my mind is always racing and thinking and and you know the type of person i am i'm a super 
like obsessive compulsive person where either i like something and i'm in 110 percent or I just drop it. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm someone yeah. that I just can't go halfway. I don't know what it is about myself. And this is sort of why I kind of quit video games because I know how I am. Like if yeah. I'm going to play Call of Duty with you guys, I can't just play with the boys don't and have it. fun. I got to play to be like the best in <laughs> the best Canada or so, like something stupid, like something so dumb and childish. But for whatever reason, yeah. I can't control those urges I have, uh, you know, for addiction over something that I love to do. Right. So yeah. that's why I think the the whole YouTube thing, I know you say it's like a grind, but lately it doesn't even feel like a grind at all because all this time and effort and energy that I'm putting into it, it's from a place of passion. It's it's from my heart. Yeah. It's from a place where I love to do and I'm thoroughly enjoying myself. And I think mm-hmm. that's what's huge when it comes to wanting to be a YouTube creator. Yeah. And that's why I feel like a lot of people, when they start, they I feel like they're focused on the wrong things. Right away, right away, they're they're focusing on oh I might want to make sure I might start making money and they're watching the wrong people I feel because they mm. feel like oh they're gonna make money in like a few months and and then that's it that's their full time job right because yeah it could happen it could happen in three months but realistically probably not right <laughs> like uh, I've seen it happen like to certain people that we know where it's just like bang like one video is just like you're up there but like it doesn't happen right away so I feel like you need to be actually like enjoying what you're creating and just let it happen right. Like do your other stuff on the side that's making you money and just keep creating and make sure that you're having fun with it. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's easier for me to say because it's actually, I, I reached that point where it's actually like doing well for me. But like, you made it, bro. I enjoyed it though. I enjoyed it though. I enjoyed making those videos, right? And at first I was making like the same thing, man. I was making a dollar, <laughs> a dollar a day on YouTube, man. I did so many videos just, to, just for nothing, right? For free. But like, I enjoyed it. It was actually fun. Like, I, I wanted, I, sometimes I made two videos in a day. <laughs> Where it's like I just wanted I just wanted to make videos. I'm just like oh, I just want to make videos and put it out there. It's cool. I'm helping people. People are commenting saying, "Oh, like your video helped me. I started doing this." It's, it's just like motivating. It's nice to see that kind of stuff, right? Just to be able to share that and see people like enjoy your stuff. So, so I feel like yeah, you gotta enjoy it, man. If you don't, then 100 percent you're gonna end up quitting it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's always nice Continuing. when you get that feedback, yeah. right, from from, yeah. from people and viewers, especially. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's gonna be some like terrible like negative trolls once in a while but like (laughs) those um (laughs) really nice comments you get from complete strangers from time to time it it makes you feel good as a content creator right oh it's nice man it's nice to see like people are actually enjoying content and i've read it on your your comments too man you're even though like what do you have now 1500 1600 subscribers Uh, like you're getting 16 something 16 something i think yeah dude some of the comments are people are just like your videos have helped them and videos are like they can relate to it it's really cool it's just sick seeing that right it's awesome mm-hmm. seeing that stuff yeah it's it's also too like a lot of the stuff that i'm talking about it, it's kind of like weird subjects that people don't talk about often i guess mm-hmm. you would say like I, I don't know if this if this belief that i have of transparency if, I, if i'm following it to a fault but like you know when i create content and I'm putting like my passion and time into it. I, I want it to be an authentic representation of who I am, right? Yeah. So when I make a video talking about like my personal finances and, and like the money I made last year, uh-huh. like those are all real numbers. Like, and yeah. 
I'm not afraid to show people that I only made $30,000 in a year from a day job. You know, like uh-huh. that's terrible. Like that's like like nothing. That's like such a low amount of money for, for a man that's 37 years old. Like imagine that if you're, you're a 37 year old man, you're telling people you're only making $30,000 a year. You know, people are going to make fun of you. People are going to laugh at you. People are going to think you're a failure. But stuff like that, like I, for the sake of authenticity and transparency, I don't care. Right. I, I don't I don't care what, what people think of yeah. me. Right. So that's why I'm not afraid to share these ideas, especially like, um, you know, sharing my thoughts on like having a gambling problem, you know, like which I had for uh-huh. like a decade. Right. And, and just talking about things uh, you know, that are real in my life. And I feel like people will resonate with me or resonate towards that because um, I don't have like that specific niche you know you know what i mean like when i when i yeah, look at your yeah. channel you like you have this specific niche when i go to your your youtube channel i know exactly what it is i know i know what to expect i know what the type of content it is like it, it all lines up and makes sense but when you go to my page it, it's just like a tornado of chaos it's all this randomness right because i don't have a, a well-defined um, niche where, you know like where most people tell you to niche down you know, and I haven't really done that. You see stuff about Kiwis and exercising and taking notes and then money and morning routines. Like I'm all over the place, right? Mm-hmm. But I feel like hopefully in the long run, like staying true to myself and sharing those authentic stories in my life will eventually pay off and hopefully help someone. I don't know if that's naive to think that, but at least that's my thought process so far. Oh, man. That last video, yeah, the last video, you show your financial statements and stuff like I think people will see how authentic you are and how like real you are, and to be able to share that, they're like not a lot of people will share that stuff, right? And they'll just, I just, I feel like you'll, you'll gain more than, than like, gain like you'll gain more loyal people that way with that video, just by showing the, just be more transparent that way. So, I don't know. I think it'll be good in the long run, and I feel like a lot of the stuff that you do is it kind of falls within that self improvement, right? Even though it sounds weird, they all kind of still fall into that one little thing like self-improvement and kind of like your lifestyle right just kind of like how to improve mm-hmm. and how you're improving your life and stuff you're doing in your life that's bettering for you right so i don't know i think they all kind of tie in together so i think what you're putting out is good man i think just keep continuing doing it and you're having fun with it so yeah i'm hopeful you know what's funny about the <clears throat> the, the youtube channel growth in the beginning mm-hmm. like in 2019 I was praying every day for like a blow up. I was like, man, come on, like yeah. algorithm trigger, blow blow my channel up. Hmm. But but now that I've had like two and a half years to look back and, you know, really think about my channel as a whole and what's happened, I'm actually kind of thankful and grateful that it didn't blow up when I was posting shitty videos. Like if my channel took off in 2019 or early 2020, it would have taken off with a tremendous amount of poor content and it would have had yeah. all these impressions, these video impressions of people seeing my work and it's of like three out of 10 quality, I guess. Like that, that, that work that I made then was terrible, but because I struggled for two and a half years, because I was in the trenches grinding, you know, and trying to learn my craft, if I were to blow up, say, I don't know, this year sometime, it's going to be so much better for me because I am so much more proud of my my past 40 videos than my first yeah. 40 videos, right? So in a weird mm-hmm. way, you know, I'm I'm kind of grateful that my journey has been so difficult because you know, I think it's going to be better for me in the long run whereas if it took off right away, like you no know, some people they just go viral instantly right and all of a sudden, yeah. you know, they have this success, but they have a skewed understanding of how good they are as a content creator because in 2019 mm-hmm. 
I was still using the GoPro. I don't, I don't know anything about frame rate. I was probably shooting in 60 FPS all my stuff, right? Like, and, and not using anything properly. So I don't know. I'm I'm just kind of grateful that I that the struggle, the path of the struggles, is one that I'm on. That's good, man. Like you've learned so much through that struggle, right? <laughs> you you can see it in your videos. Like I was telling you, just like by you struggling and grinding and shows in your videos, man. And hopefully this is the year, bro. Hopefully this is the year. <laughs> Yeah, there's I got a I know, there's a lot going on. You know, I, I still have like I have huge, huge, huge goals when it, when it comes to uh-huh. YouTube, but I, I, that one big focus or dream for me is to just have that like content creation studio at home. Like that that is uh-huh. that is what will, will bring me true happiness. It's 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 not the money, it's not the views, it's not the subscribers. Yeah. It's like having that freedom, you know, yeah. to, to be home with the people I love and, and, and my family and to just have a space of my own where I can just, you know, spend my time doing things that I love to do. Like for me, yeah. that's everything, man. I could care less about, you know, making six figures so I can buy a Porsche or, or a Lamborghini. Like get uh-huh. out of here. I, I don't care about any of that stuff. You know, I'm never going to buy any more expensive clothing. These boring shirts that I wear, that's what I'm going to have always from now until the day I die, right? And it, it's this clear vision and goal of knowing exactly what makes me happy as a person. That is what, that's the big goal in the long run for me. Um, mm-hmm. But the unfortunately, this this Canadian housing market isn't uh, isn't helping me out oh anytime gosh, soon. <laughs> like every time you tell me, like, oh, it's so close, I'm like, oh my god, dude! Like you've been, like you said, half a year now that you've been trying to look for one. Yeah, That's since so July, crazy, man. That's so crazy, dude. Hopefully, this is a year too for the house. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, you guys will be this year, man. Yeah, I know. We'll, we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's um, yeah. It's like a pain, and, and you probably saw, mm. saw the part where I talked about like housing, and the unbelievable yeah. amount of costs and time that comes with it. It's uh, it's rough, man. So hopefully we both have that uh, that goal in the future, and we'll we'll get there one day, bro. Yeah. Man, grind continues. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, hey, dude, we hit an hour. Anything else you want to talk oh, about? Oh, snap. No, I'm good, man. That was a good little pod there. Mm, that was nice, fun. Man. Thanks for ha- thanks for having me on again, even yeah. though I sound super sick. <laughs> no, it was fine, bro. It was, it was fun hey. catching up. We, uh, you know, got to do it more regularly again. I, uh, I'm i always lacking people to talk to. I'm always I'm always looking for conversation, but people keep turning me down. I don't know. Dude, I'm I'm down whenever, bro. Like I just don't want to fill your page with just me on there. So whenever you want to do a pod, let me know, bro. I'm always I'm always down. Oh, when I when good. I get mine when I get mine started, you gotta you gotta come uh, on a regular too. So so when is that? Do you have a date? Do you have an idea? A plan? What, what's what's going on? Well, I want to finish it off. I want to finish off the course first, the first course I'm doing. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, so once that's done, then I'm gonna try to do. I want to do like. I know it's probably going to be harder now because I kind of wanted to do like in-person pods, right? At the office where mm. I was going to accept like a little corner, but I don't think it's going to happen. So probably something similar to what you're doing now, just some online ones. And then when things get better, hopefully get people to come in and do it. So this, the goal is like second quarter, third quarter of this year, start it up, mm. hopefully yep. sooner. That's yeah. my goal too. I, I want to yeah. do in-person pods, but, yeah. it, but in the meantime, I don't think it's really um, feasible. Uh, yeah. It's kind of hard to do, yeah. right? It is, it is, yeah. 
So this like what what you have with this Riverside thing is amazing, dude. It's, it's perfect. Like how they have it set up, I think it's so worth it. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Sounds good. So uh, for anyone that's listening to this or watching this on YouTube, uh, check out Brian's YouTube uh, channel. It's Brian Francisco. Uh, for anyone that wants to know anything about Sony cameras, videography, filmmaking, and specifically editing on Final Cut Pro 10, um, go check out his work. He is the one that basically taught me everything I know about um, filmmaking, and I am forever grateful. Thanks, bro. No worries, man. Let's do this again soon. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> that was uh, fun having you on, dude. GG, thanks, bro. All right, man. All right, guys. Take it easy. Peace, peace. Oh, oh, oh.